today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Today marks, it's hard to believe, uh, Luke and I were just talking about this off air, it's hard to believe that today marks the 17th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. Interesting op-ed piece in the Washington Post that poses the question, if the war on terror was to bring us together, why have we become so divided? Uh, and in this, uh, this article uh, penned by Charles Lane, the headline is, We Expected the War on Terror to Unite Us. What went wrong? Let's bring in David Harris, Insignus Strategic Group. He's a terrorism expert and with us now. David, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Uh, pleasure, Scott. You know, it was interesting because I remember, David, being on the air uh, uh, post 9-11 and, and uh, talking about this very issue and, uh, and, and actually having conversation with those thinking that this may bring us all together. This may unite the rest of the world. As you look back at, at, at the uh, 18 years, 17 years, sorry, since, since 9-11, uh, what do you think? How have we handled this? Has it made it worse? Has it drawn us together? Uh, and, and how come it hasn't united us? Why are we so divisive? Well, I suspect that uh, some of the difficulty that we face, and there's been a good deal of division, as you say, it seems undeniable now, lies in the fact that there have been and were really from the beginning very different expectations of what the terrorist threat has really amounted to means for assault and would in future mean for assault. And I think in that distinction, you find at least the roots and origins of the kinds of divisions involved. And the distinction in particular seems to have to do with the perception of a considerable part of the population that um, we don't face the scale, the extent of the threat that uh, some other people, I included, feel that we uh, have been facing. And from that different diagnosis of the issue and problem come different solutions and come different judgments about the reasonableness of other people's solutions. And so, for example, um, if you tend to feel that we are dealing with a, a grave issue, then you want to look at certain of those phenomena that we may consider to be root problems. And if one of those is going to, for example, be mass migration, uh, immigration, refugee intake, and so on, then you will tend to take a rather different view, a more stringent or at least strict view, of mass migration intakes as possible uh, vectors of terrorist-related threats and uh, ideological extremism than people who may take another view. And in fact, people who may take another view might regard some of the prescriptions, and here just to use the example of immigration and refugee matters, uh, other people may regard those prescriptions as being rather extreme, uncharitable, and so on, alienating. You see a version of this kind of debate unfolding in the United States, of course, and have done for some years. So there you have just one uh, relatively narrow source of perspective and actual division. This replicates itself on a number of levels. And um, for my own part, for whatever it's worth, I think underlying a lot of this is the problem we face as a society and to an extent a civilization that has had so much going for it 
um, in terms of uh, historically insanely pronounced levels of prosperity, for example. Uh, human and civil rights and all of this, warts and all, that make it rather difficult for many of us, and probably most of us, to really conceive of our context, whether local community or larger national or international one, as being one that could involve serious threats. Um, and that also ties in, and it's very interesting when you talk to psychologists and psychiatrists, as we often have to do when we look at some of the issues of mass communication and more particular ones specific to uh, certain kinds of terrorist-related mentalities, where you have this issue of the defense mechanism, this tendency that we all apparently have to deny to ourselves the, the nature of a threatening situation that isn't immediately in front of us, uh, because, of course, it's so anxiety-producing. And supposedly we have this mechanism that tends to be triggered and causes us to have our thinking go off in other directions, especially including entertainment, in order to avoid what is uh, mm. a kind of awakening. So you put it all together, and there are going to be heavy perceptual differences, and from these derive the uh, different solutions and sensibilities and antagonisms that we all know so well. So uh, really, um, the problem unites us. What divides us is how to deal with the problem. Uh, also, I guess you'd say the problem objectively should uh, unite us, but our perceptions and therefore diagnosis of the problem, what is the problem, is, uh, of course, rather different. And depending on uh, how differently people read the problem, uh, will explain how differently we see solutions, and maybe as well how we may actually start to feel about folk who have a different way of characterizing the problem and uh, come up with different solutions. Because in the end, I mean, you know, some people joke about how in the end we're pretty well jumped up chimpanzees as a species. And we operate on an awful lot of emotion. Uh, we do develop antagonisms to a pronounced degree as, a, again, a general species. And it almost is unsurprising to see the sorts of divisions on important issues that we do see. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.